Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 124, Luminescent Moments. Winter walks have been a mainstay of sanity these past few weeks. The gently curving arroyos always transforming, whether bone dry or laced with snow and crusty patterns of ice, a season's song of surrender and wonder. Rabbit tracks here and there along with occasional coyote and rarely even deer. How they each survive the bitter cold and winds of this time of darkness is always astounding. I guess dens and burrows provide some relief along with our abundant sunshine. Trees and wild grasses everywhere happy for the moisture. One can even sense them relaxing and smiling, cloaked in white promise of present survival and future growth. Rock outcroppings stand silent witness to nature's slow unfolding and constant turning, fine-tuning what works and doesn't in life's great forward momentum. The mountains often shrouded in the multi-layered dark grays of lingering storms. Pragmatic daily doings combined with higher-order aspirations. The spiritual quest for purpose and meaning in a cosmos with over an estimated 125 billion galaxies, as I strive each day to avoid absent-minded busyness. You know of what I speak. <laughs> the endless email dribble, invasive telemarketing phone calls, internet fodder that often distracts more than discerns, enervates rather than entertains. When will I really get it? Busy is a decision that ignores the basic reality that presence is often more rewarding than productivity. My busyness can distract me from real living, a passive trance in which I sleepwalk rather than flow through my life day after day, showing up for the have-tos wearing my responsible cloak, but tossing away the crown by being absent from my true essence, confusing all the doings with being alive. Soren Kierkegaard, who died at 42, wrote, quote, The unhappy man is always absent from himself, never present to himself. But one can be absent, obviously, either in the past or in the future. This adequately circumscribes the entire territory of the unhappy consciousness. Close quote. Here's to more cultivation of inner ataraxy. No matter what is going on, we all benefit greatly from inner calm and tranquility. And outer badinage as well, those humorous conversations that uplift the spirit and enliven community. My walk reminds me that I often divide my existence into sacred versus secular moments. Yet all of life is sacred, including first and foremost the very act of breathing, observing the natural wonder in which we exist. The arroyo strolls and hill climbing remind me that I want to fully inhabit a consciousness that we belong to all the life on this planet. This is when I am most in touch with my basic essence, yet according to the EPA, the average American spends only 7% of their lifetime outside. The solipsistic perspective of most humans is clearly detrimental to the inherent planetary rhythms that sustain us all. My walks are also a way of getting lost, as a way of finding a deeper self. Many of us never develop a penchant for patient observation, even though those of us called elders grew up in a mostly non-digital age when street life, with its endless creativity and unfolding play, was far more engaging than black-and-white TV. 
The silence of my try-to-do-it-daily outsideness takes a while to settle in, similar to meditation, where the mind wants to tumble about before the calm and relative quiet penetrate. Reminds me of children with their wind-up energy before they crash at bedtime. Bertrand Russell speaks of fruitful monotony. Quote, we have come to know, or rather to believe, that boredom is not part of the natural lot of man, but can be avoided by a sufficiently vigorous pursuit of excitement. Close quote. The walks are boring only when I jump out of the present into some imagined, more stimulating future, filled with productive projects and scintillating success. A walk has no expectations. It's simply being while moving. I've noticed in general that when I move with the flow and pace of what is happening and unfolding, then the notion of patience becomes a skill rarely called upon. Patience is perhaps what is summoned when we have not yet taken that final plunge into radical acceptance of the here and now. As I move, slowly or quickly, I also notice how emotions subvert or support my choice to be aware and present. My mind and heart want to pull me away from the trees and sky and imprison me in these difficult times, especially pointing out friends who are disproportionately suffering via COVID, largely through being isolated and feeling disconnected. Clearly, embracing difficulty is essential for a fulfilling life and how to make the best use of our suffering a relevant query. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional is true wisdom based on the notion that resistance to what is is what creates the suffering part. Pain can be made more spacious, fluffed up with clouds, as it were, only if we fully embrace and accept it. The old Aikido embodiment, take what is coming at you, blend and accept, and only then transform that energy. I'm grateful for the insights that arise as I descend further into my earth walk. Sometimes a mantra helps because it simply and effortlessly clarifies, concentrates, and consecrates intent. I love Thich Nhat Hanh's notion that a mantra is a kind of magic formula that once uttered can entirely change a situation. It creates a state of focused beingness that supports the purposeful, devoted intent necessary for any meaningful transformation. I walk in beauty is a simple one, borrowed from our Navajo brothers and sisters, that never fails to bring me back to one step, one breath presence, letting go of both future tripping and suffering, mine, that of others I love, and the world's in general. The luminescent moments available on my forays always lift and sustain me in countless ways. As always, thanks for listening, and remember friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.